Hello, everyone, and welcome to Building a Scalable Supply Chain Digitization Strategy, our fireside chat. I'm Christian Piller, Vice President of Value Engineering at Project 44, and I'm joined today by Dolly Wagner-Wilkins, Chief Technology Officer of Worldwide Express. Welcome, Dolly. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, so it, take a little bit of time to introduce us, uh, introduce the folks to yourself. Uh, you have an interesting background in, in a variety of industries. Yeah, well, I've had a charmed career, that's for sure. So I started out my career at um, Anderson Consulting, which now is Accenture, so I'm dating myself, um, and then ended up uh, at American Airlines, which turned into Sabre, and Sabre's a large uh, travel technology company, um, and had a 28-year career there and got to do all kinds of cool things from marketing to running operations to running large development teams and ultimately delivery. And then a few years ago, an opportunity came across my desk that was just too much fun to pass up. So um, I left Sabre and uh, joined Worldwide Express as their chief technology officer. Great. So the, the conversation we're having today, again, is on digitization. It's, it's uh, timely giving everything that's happened in supply chain. You know, every day my news feed is filled with supply chain related articles, as I'm sure yours might be. Uh, and this morning, I saw an interesting one from Reuters. It was a study of 394 supply chain executives that showed outdated legacy systems and traditional supply chain practices emerged as a major shortcoming for a number of retailers. 28% of them had manual planning processes, and most of that uh, was with Excel. Uh, so our conversation is going to be focused on digitization and given your strategy uh, in the airline industry and our joint membership in the Digital LTL Council, I think it should be interesting. Yep. All right. So let's get going. You were part of the airline industry during a period of in, um, digitization. What was that like? Oh, well, it was all kinds of fun. Um, as you know, airline digitization started early in the 1960s with the advent of reservation systems. And airlines quickly realized that they were great, but they also had this really important um, point of sale and distribution channel and travel agencies. And they expanded and actually gave the technology to travel agencies in exchange for them booking on their platform. And that formed kind of the modern day global distribution systems. That was the birth of those systems that still really process a huge amount of travel and travel bookings around the world. But the really interesting thing during that period that was going on is the airlines decided that they needed to um, cooperate in order to make this whole system, airline system, work. So they actually started an alliance really early, like early as the 1940s, that's actually still in existence today. And that um, was the body and still is the body that set the standards for the industry from a technology perspective. So they set standards that enabled everyone in the industry to communicate and to share information electronically um, in the same format, the same way. So if you think about airlines, they all have to talk to each other. They have to talk to all the airports around the world, whether you're, you know, kind of a remote rural area or you're in the middle of a city. They have to talk to travel agencies. And so that standards board that enabled everybody to build once and use many times was critical to allowing digitization to just go very quickly, relatively speaking. I entered the industry just as electronic ticketing was starting. So um, there were actually paper tickets at one point in time. And shortly thereafter, the Internet was emerging. 
So I was in the right place at the right time, and I had the privilege of being the, de the development leader for the original Travelocity application and taking that online and taking it to market. And it was the first online application that allowed consumers to shop and see pricing across airlines and choose their airline and uh, book their tickets uh, directly from the consumer. So, of course, that changed the industry tremendously. And from that, you saw all kinds of things like the emergence of low-cost carriers because suddenly distribution costs were less expensive because they could distribute directly to consumers. Um, we saw online travel agencies that were new and now part of our daily life. And it also just drove the commoditization of airline seats. And you're still seeing airlines react to that even today. Yeah, absolutely. So we're all customers of the airline industry. Um, knowing what you know, how would your experience as a customer be different if it weren't for the digitization journey? So you talked about the internet, you talked about the commoditization of, of airline seats. Are there any, is there anything else you can think of? Maybe like, you know, lost baggages if you're going from Dallas to Chicago or Chicago to uh, Italy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, as much as we see things like that as consumers in the back end for an airline, there's a tremendous amount of messages that are zipping around the industry, millions and millions of messages every day. So baggage, I think, is a great um, one to talk about. Let's think about in at one point in time, if you were connecting from one airline to another, there was no such thing as through checking. The airlines didn't even know how to do that and kept checking your bag all the way. You would have to go claim your bag and then go back to the airline you were checking into and recheck it on the other airline. And that's foreign to us now, but that was the way the industry ran for a, a long time. And even through check-in to get on your flight, you would have a ticket for one airline and a ticket for another airline. So those messages that go behind the scenes for airlines also really improve the customer experience. And, and really, I think that the industry's not done yet, right? Like the airline industry is going to have to continue to digitize and improve. So you're going to see airlines who you know, continue to try to personalize right down to the individual. You're going to see um, better on-plane experiences and better technology there, both for the consumer, but also in the cockpit. A lot of the cockpit technology is still got a ways to go. And then, you know, as biometrics become more mainstream, better airport experiences. Yeah, absolutely. We might be making some people jealous about talking about the airline industry. They're not able to travel anymore. Um Let's talk about the transportation industry for, for a few minutes, though. So uh, the transportation industry, one that you and I are, are members of, it's probably a little bit harder for the average consumer to see the benefits of digitization. Why do you think it's necessary to digitize the transportation industry? What would an everyday person like my mom uh, expect to realize, even if they're, they're not aware of the work we're doing? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, if you think about it, e-commerce is just growing at a staggering rate, right? So if you think about the time from Black Friday through Cyber Monday this past year, the number of orders grew by 40% year over year. And some of that's fueled by the pandemic, but it was growing even before the pandemic hit. So that puts a lot of pressure on the sellers to get, to get materials and to get their goods into warehouses and to ultimately get those into homes. Digitization makes that process faster, more reliable, more efficient, and cheaper. And all of that would get passed on to the end consumer. So it's good for the consumer and it's good for the industry. And I think, you know, the ones that really need to start thinking about this is also just the carriers. If you think at it from that, their perspective, customers are going to start not just, you know, taking what they're given, but they're going to start demanding digitization, whether it's B2B or B2C. 
people now are kind of annoyed if they have to pay for shipping. And so they're not going to be willing forever to pay for the cost of inefficiency and manual processes. So I think inside the industry, we're going to have to really think about and think be forward thinking because somebody is going to fill that need. If as customers demand it, the need will get filled. And the longstanding members of the industry really have to think ahead so they don't become either uncompetitive or even obsolete. Yeah. There's a, there's a range of digitization. We were kind of talking about this the other day. So your checkout experience, depending on who you're buying from and which carriers they're using or which service you buy, is pretty vast. What are your thoughts on, on why that is and what that shows about the, the need for digitization in the transportation industry? Yeah, I think, you know, I think we've really got um, a couple of things. So one is um, the industry has to standardize in some way, right? When you think about um, why we use EDI all the time, it's kind of an old communication pattern. But one of the reasons we do that is because you can build it once and you can talk to everyone. So I think standardization across the industry is going to be really important to make those experiences um, easier and more um, consistent. And we need to extend that into APIs and extend it into uh, digital documents like BOLs and even into common processes. So those don't necessarily just become more efficient, but become more standardized. Uh, and and um, people know what to expect because you're right, everything is different today in the way you um, interact with shippers and with carriers, um, largely because of that. And then I also think, and um, you know, disclaimer that you didn't put me up to this in any way, shape, or form, but I do think <laughs> <laughs> that companies like Project 44 are really important to the industry again to make things more consistent. So the fact that I can code once to your platform and I can have um, access to all the different carriers and that you're harnessing tracking messages and sending them to me in a standard way takes a lot of work off of my plate and helps me standardize my customer experience. So I think that's important in the industry as well, that we have service providers who are doing some of that heavy lifting um, that everyone else would be really struggle to do um, on their own and have everyone trying to do the same thing. Yeah. So you, you talked about um, customer experience. You talked about carriers. You talked about the need for standardization. Um, what digitization have you seen recently and what, what's the next priority for digitization? You, you talked also about carriers and Project 44. So at the top, we talked about the Digital LTL Council. What are your, what are your thoughts on the role that standardization is playing in the industry and has to play in the future? You know, well, I think, um, you know, when, when we talk about the LTL Digital Council, just hopefully we'll, we'll play as big a role in transportation as, you know, the airline council does in, um, in the airline industry. And in that, in that case, that council is international. It's the International Air Transport Association. But in our case, I think, you know, it's just a huge accelerator. If you can publish standards that work for everyone in the industry, shippers, carriers, 3PLs, everybody, um, it's just a huge digitization accelerator. And so I think that's really important. But um, there's more to it than just that, right? People have to adopt it. They have to use it. And, and standards are nice. I also think inside the industry, we really haven't leveraged big data the way that we could. Um, you still say, even if you take pricing, for an example, 
it's fairly static and based on pretty old methodologies. At this point, there's so much data to be had in the industry and information. We're not yet very good at sharing it, and we're also um, not that good at harnessing it. So I think that's another huge opportunity going forward. And you know, there's you should be able to harness um, both transactional data about what's happening in the marketplace, but also customer behaviors and get into better, more flexible pricing models, but also do things like predict and prevent service failures. So I think that's an area that I'd love to see us um, as an industry uh, get more into. And again, a place where standardization could help as well. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack in all these conversations, and, and we only have about six or seven minutes left. So I have two more questions for you. Um, if we have anyone in the C-suite listening, what do you recommend they adopt as a digitization strategy? Uh, how do they know where to start, you know, based on your experience in the airline industry and, and your role as chief technology officer at Worldwide Express? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first, where you start kind of depends on where you are at the moment. What technology do you have in place? Um, and then the first thing I would advise anyone is to get a very talented set of technology leaders to help them with the strategy. But in front of every good tech strategy should be a really good business strategy. And so whatever they do, your strategy needs to follow, your tech strategy needs to follow your business strategy. It needs to contribute to that and contribute to moving your, your business and hopefully the whole industry forward. So whether that is, you know, better planning and forecasting or streamlining processes, or if it's even, you know, campaigns and promotions, that's part of your strategy as a business, your tech strategy should encourage that and should move that forward. Um, so it's hard to say there's any one starting point, um, but those two things should go in tandem where people get in trouble is either tech for tech's sake or they start down a technology journey without a business strategy and then they're surprised they don't get the, the results that they want to have. Um, so, you know, as a starting point, get good people to start with, good technicians and make sure you have a solid business strategy and then make sure that your tech strategy supports that. And then I would also say, really look at your technology. And if your technology is aging, um, build beside it. Don't build on top of it. Um, so ultimately, you can sunset and not get into to too much technical debt. That's great. I love that. Build beside it, not not on top of it. Um, do you have any other thoughts, maybe maybe one or two bullet points on what are some, some of the top IT challenges when implementing a digitization strategy or modern technology within your supply chain, aside from build beside it, not on top of it? <laughs> Yeah, that's um, one of my favorites because you see people who do build on top and then they're sad because they make this big investment, but they still have kind of this underlying problem. Um, you know, again, my, my number one uh, challenge, I think, is getting good technologists. I think in our industry, it's not known for being technical leaders. And um, it's incumbent upon us all to kind of promote that in the tech industry and make sure <clears throat> people uh, know that they can... Um, that we will support our technologists and get them in. So building or partnering with someone who has a proven team is number one. Um, and then there is a lot of legacy technology in the industry. And so you do need that kind of expertise and that build beside instead of build on top. And then another challenge, I think, is that it's, it's a hard place to invest if you can't see the vision. So if you have a tech strategy that supports your business, Set a goal, and that goal can be small or it can be large, and something that you want technology to accomplish for you, and then fully fund it and commit to it and make it happen and then realize the benefits. I think people also get into trouble when they bite off too much 
and then um, it, it, they, they stop it or they get discouraged in the middle because half-baked technology can kind of do more harm than good. So it's okay to pick a, pick a small goal, but whatever you do, fund it, stick with it, and, and see it through so that you, you see the benefits and it can help you chart the path for the next thing. That's fantastic advice. So we have three minutes left, Dolly, and, and one more question. Yeah. Uh, so you were part of digitizing the airline industry. You're digitizing the transportation industry along with our peers on the Digital LTL Council. What other new technologies or areas of digitization do you think will um, be necessary or take place over the next five years? Gosh, it's hard to predict. You know, I can tell you what I'd love to see. So what I would love to see is um, people kind of businesses stepping up to some of these challenges. So I'd love to see someone use like edge technology and really harness all of the ELD transactions and just solve the tracking problem. Like it's a problem for everybody. If one person would just solve it, push all those messages to us, the entire industry would be grateful and we would all subscribe and pay for it, right? So I'd love to see big problems like that that have been solved in other areas get solved. Two, I would love to see the LTL um, Digital Council to publish standards and have people widely adopt them and really accelerate our digitization. And then I'd love to see the industry and all of us kind of challenge some of the norms um, you could be something extreme like, why as consumers do we allow shippers to tell us how we're going to get our stuff? Why don't we buy a shipping package and tell them how we want it shipped to our house and when and how and by whom? So how do you turn the model a little bit on its ear? You know, what, what would happen if we got away, just completely eliminated czar pricing? Like it's antiquated. Why can't we all as, a, as an industry agree on a baseline, one, for everybody, agree to change it once a year and simplify that whole thing. Or why, for instance, accessorials don't go the way of kind of Amazon shipping and just are free and we don't have to, you know, price them and bill them and track them and, you know, that just gets, you know, baked into the cost and we simplify all that. So I think I just love to see all of us kind of turn the norms on their ear a little bit and see what happens and if anything comes into that anything comes out of that that would be interesting for the industry because I'm not sure that we challenge the norms as much as we should. That's a fair point as consumers. I think we're all kind of responsible for, for pushing each other. So uh, Dolly, I think this has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And again, thank you everyone for joining our fireside chat. Um, had a fantastic time interviewing Dolly and Dolly, thank you so much for your insights. Well, thank you so much for having me.